My name is Gabe Phillips, and I get to be one of the pastors here at Life Changes Church. And it's an incredible privilege to preach today the Word of God, and it's always an incredible privilege. But a, a, a remarkable moment today is the fact that we are launching a brand new preaching series. So you want to be excited for the next uh, several weeks. We're going to be preaching through the book of Proverbs. We're going to be navigating our way in a, in a series called Word to the Wise, where we're going to be finding the wisdom that we so desperately need in these times that we're living right now. I, I, I want to tell you the title of my sermon today is Done With Dumb. Done With Dumb. And, uh, and I'm really excited about that to uh, testify. I, I'm testifying, I'm, I'm with you, but let's be honest. If we look around at the world that we live in today, it's not, you know, it's not too hard to realize that though we're probably more developed than ever before, it seems like with each new development, we have collectively got a whole lot more dumb. It just seems the more developed, the more dumb the world has got. Let me give you some examples. It just seems that reality TV stars are now becoming the prime candidates for political life. We've got people like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Meghan Markle, and Elon Musk seen as the wisest of the wise in our world. They're the ones feeding us truth. And let's be honest, Baby Shark is still the number one downloaded video on YouTube. The world is still dumb, people. And I want to tell you, it's on a serious note, we look at the world and we see that good is being called evil. Evil is being called good. And common sense is becoming a lot less common. So I think this, this series is right for us. But I want to sound a clarion call from the onset right now. I want to tell you, life changes church, but also listening world, that our hope, our hope, no matter what the politicians may say, no matter what the, the sociologists will be telling us at this day and age, I want to tell you our hope as a nation, as a hope as the world, is not in education. Let me tell you, it's not primarily in politics. It's not primarily in science. It's not primarily in human reason or big business. No, our hope for our future as a world is only found in our Heavenly Father and His kingdom. And we're going to keep preaching that and declaring that, and that's why the book of Proverbs is so key for us. But I want to say before we look outward and, and look at the, the, the dumb state of our world, we have to look inwards and see the dumb state of our own hearts. That's why we, this, in this series we want to invite you to be done with dumb. As Mark said behind me, me too, me too. I'm done with dumb, and I want to invite you into that. I'm done being dumb, done with dumb decisions, done with dumb relationships, done with dumb reactions, dumb habits, dumb thinking. Why did I do that? Why did I send that? Why did I think that? Why did I react that way? Why did I feel that way? I'm done with dumb. So I want you to type in the chat right now, I'm done with dumb. If you're joining me on this journey, lean to scripture, type in the chat, I'm done with dumb. And if you're feeling a little bit cheeky, you can tag three friends that might need to hear this. If you, you can do that if you want. That's on me. You tag them there. Just say, hey, I'm just leaving this here. Leaving this here. Join me on this journey. I'm done with dumb. But if this is the, the onset, where do we start? Where do we start? How do we navigate this? And what's the first step on this path to wisdom? I'm glad you asked, Life Changes Church. Let's go to the Word. It'll be here behind me. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 7 starts off like this. These are the Proverbs of Solomon. David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Let me just pause there for a second. That word insight is so key, and, and it holds uh, the, this book of Proverbs together. Insight is what we're wanting. You see, a lot of people learn from hindsight. Things that have happened, and we've made mistakes, so now we're going to change the way we move forward on what has happened behind us. That's good. It's a good start. Don't worry, but that's a good type of wisdom. There's also something called foresight. 
Looking into the future and being able to say, this might happen or that might happen, so I'll change the way I live. But the Bible's inviting us into something that's rare, something that not many people in the natural realm can have, that only wisdom from God can bring is something called insight, where you're able to see into a matter and discern the way that is right, that is godly, that is true for the now. And this is not natural wisdom. So we keep on reading. It says, their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. I want some of that. To help them to do what is right, just, and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. The next one. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. And here's the key. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is a source of wisdom. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. So if you were offended with me calling you dumb today, calling our world dumb, let me tell you what the book of Proverbs calls us. If we're not leaning into the wisdom that God has on offer, he calls that the book of Proverbs calls us fools. In chapter 2 calls us simpletons. The Bible pulls no punches, but invites us to forsake the ways of the world, forsake the wisdom of this world, and lean into the insight that God has for you and I at this time. I'm done with dumb, and I'm inviting you to join me on this journey today. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for us as a people, as a collective group of people, as we gather around your word. I thank you, Father God, would your word be shaping us today. In a world that is wanting to shake us, we come to the only source that is true, the only word that is true, that never is shaken. I thank you, God, would you come right now where the world is trying to conform us. We choose not to be conformed by the pattern of this world. We come to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, by the power of your word. So, Father, would your word come? Would it correct us? Would it challenge us? Would it encourage us? Would it heal us? Would it restore us? And ultimately, would it rescue us from our futile thinking, our dumb ways of life as we look at our eyes from the world and turn our eyes to you. Turn our eyes from ourselves and turn our eyes to you. You are our only hope, our only hope for life and salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm excited. I'm excited this morning. The fear of the Lord. It's an incredibly deep topic, and, uh, and for, for time's sake today, I want to help us bring clarity to it. It gets quite confusing in how we navigate this journey, but I, I wrote down the phrase that I think helps surmise the simplicity of the fear of the world, fear of the Lord, or the profound nature, the simplicity, and yet the profound nature of the fear of the Lord is this. And you might want to write this one down. I th- fearing the Lord means I'm thinking more about what the Lord thinks than what the world thinks yeah. about every matter. Every, my frame of reference, the frame of how I do my life is every decision I make, every relationship I have, every habit I, I put into place is, is framed by I think more about what the Lord thinks than what the world thinks. Simplicity. And if we understand that as what the fear of the Lord is, I want to tell you today, if you're going to be dumb, done with dumb, like you, with, with me, if you're going to join me on this journey of being done with dumb, it's going to require a change of thinking. Change of thinking. That's what wisdom is inviting us to today. So three things for us today. Number one is that we have to learn to, th- if we're going to fear the Lord above all else, in the beginning of wisdom, we've got to think others, not self. Think others, not self. I'm coming today and I'm, I, I really apologize up front if I'm going to offend anyone here. 
Actually, I don't because I've got my crew with me. So I'm, I'm not alone. Yeah? We're going down in flames together. But I want to tell you the wisdom of the world. It, it's, it's subtle, it's pervasive, and it's got into our culture and into our Christianity. And I know people are making decisions based on the wisdom of the world. So I want to help us get some clarity on these issues. So when we understand this, this in this light, the wisdom of the world is this. It'll be on the screen here next to me. Is this one phrase over here. It says this, you do you boo. You do you boo. I don't know if you heard that, you know? Somebody will just tell us, it's the wisdom of the world. It sounds good, it rhymes, it's like deep. It's like, it's, but it's, it's not just this thing that's on the side of culture. Some people just tell you, you do you, man. You make up the call, you make the decision that's best for you. It's the world's premise is that you are at the center. You are whatever you feel. You do whatever you feel. You do you. Boo, if you want to add that in there. But I want to help uncloak this lie, to this, this lie of find yourself. This journey of if you just find yourself, you'll find purpose and joy in life. If just find yourself, it's a lie from the enemy. Because I want to say the enemy is aggressively using influencers, politicians, and dare I say pulpits around the world to peddle this lie of be true to you. It's a lie. It's a wisdom of the world that is actually a sham wisdom. You see, we are more depressed than ever before. As a world, the more self-obsessed we've become, it seems the more self-depressed we've become. We are the problem, and yet we keep believing the lie that the answer is within us. It's, the, the, it's this never-ending cycle, and it's, this, and it's led to this phenomenon, this global phenomenon, and I'm taking shots today. There's no one in the room. But this idea, and it's, it's peddled into a culture of this thing called self-care. Now, I'm not now taking away. If you want to have bath salts in your bath and take a bath with candles, go for that. That's awesome. But I think it's a deep, deeper bedrock of our society that actually it's this, this whole thing of you do you. Find yourself self-care. It's all about self, 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 me, 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 and just look after me and stuff everyone else. It's a problem because self-care, this very essence, is self-serving, selfish, and actually self-sabotage. It's not leading to life. It's leading to death. And this is what we have to understand. You know, when I've heard so many people, and I've even at times said it myself, I can be honest, but I'm, we're going, I'm done with dumb. I'm just being true to me. And I'm just being true to me. Let me tell you something exciting for you and I today is that you and I are not who we are. We are whose we are. We do not belong to ourselves. And here's the greatest gift I can give you today. People will pay millions to go to people to tell them that they can do it, that you're awesome, you're amazing at the center. Let me tell you something, a deep truth here from this pulpit today. You are not at the center of this world. You're not the center of this world. You shouldn't be at the center of your world. If you want to be dumb with dumb, we have to start shaking these, this, this reality here. Because I want to tell you today, the gospel, at its very essence, is about, essence, is about self-denial and self-sacrifice. The very antithesis of what the world is preaching. The total opposite. Jesus said this way, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself. He said it before Eminem, just in case you wanted to know. Lose yourself. The original one was saying it's the whole upside-down reality of the world Jesus said it this way, love others as you love yourself. I, I love this understanding that Jesus knew already that we already were selfish. Yeah. He's on the premise. He says, you already love yourself. So love others that much. He already knew that we were already selfish, self-centered, self-obsessed. And here's the thing. Culture is trying to solve the problem of people being selfish by telling people to love themselves more. It doesn't make sense. 
We just get better and better loving ourselves, becoming more and more selfish, and there's the problem. You see, there's this another lie. Live your truth. Bam, wrong. False. Because the Bible does not tell us about that there's different definitions of truth, that we all have different ideas of what the truth is. No, the Bible is very clear. Sir, ma'am, I say it as strongly as I can, there is such a thing as absolute truth. There is such a thing as absolute truth. Truth is a person, and his name is Jesus. Jesus is central in the story. He said it this way. He said, I am the way, the way, the truth, the life. And the world is saying, we want the life, but we want our truth, and we'll do it our way. And Jesus says, you cannot have the life if you do not have the truth and the way. And his name is Jesus. You see, the fear of the Lord says this, and when we understand the fear of the Lord in our hearts, I want to say clearly, you don't define sexuality. He does. Let me tell you again, you don't define relationships. He does. You don't define sin. He does. This is what we start to understand this thing, that you and I were created in His image. He wasn't created in ours, and we were made to reflect Him. We're made to reflect him. And that's why I want to bring this concept that actually I was on the beach the other day, Table Mountain. One of the seven wonders of the world is, is there in the, in the background. It's looking incredible. The sun was setting. And I saw some people doing this, this phenomenon called the selfie. But the problem was they were doing the selfie and the mountain wasn't in the selfie. It wasn't even the background. They were facing the other way. I'm going, what is wrong with this picture? It's a symptom of our, of our whole world that actually we have put ourselves front and center. And it's a selfie, self-obsessed generation. And I want to call us to be death to selfie. Death to selfie. Would we be a people that actually say, actually, the camera needs to turn outwards. We need to see others before ourselves. We need to see him before ourselves. And the Bible says this is the cure for it. It says this, die to self. The Bible says that this doesn't say self-care. It says, no, die to self. The Bible says crucify the flesh. Don't pamper it. Don't tolerate it. Crucify the flesh. Jesus said this way. He says, if you do not pick up your cross, you can have no part of me. You have to die to have life. Die to self is the wisdom of the, of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. Where do I start? Die to self, sir, ma'am. This is where we're going. I want to say this way. The fear of the Lord starts with getting off the throne. You're not the center. Get off the throne. If you want to be done with dumb, think others, not self. Secondly, if we're going to be done with dumb, I want to say think holiness, not happiness. Another lie of the world, the wisdom of the world that parades around his wisdom is this line here. Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. It's just, it's deep in our culture, but but for time's sake, I want to just help us understand this reality that happiness is overrated. It is overrated. It It is selling something that it cannot back up. You see, happiness is inconsistent. It is fleeting. It is circumstantial. It is fake. The more you try and get it, You'll actually never find it. Let me say that some of you were happy when the sermon started. Now you'll, after I've gone a bit aggressive at your self-care, you're not happy anymore. See how fleeting it is. <laughs> but let me tell you this, the lie. The, the world shapes this lie and says, follow your heart. Follow your heart. Sprite told us all through the 90s, obey your thirst. <laughs> let me tell you this, that... We know you are told, just follow your heart. It's the worst advice you can be given. Because can I tell you, no one has lied to you more than yourself. 
Your heart lies to yourself. Jeremiah, the prophet says, the heart above all else is deceitful, is wicked above all else. The heart leads us to places where we never wanted to go. Let me say this, that too many marriages and futures have been sacrificed on the altar of, I just want to be happy. See, a man walked into the back of the church a number of years ago. I saw him wide-eyed before a service. He said, I need to talk. I need to talk. And I, I said to him, what's wrong? He said, I, I'm, I can't do anymore. I want out of my marriage. I want to be done with my marriage. I, I, want, to, I want to leave. I can't do it anymore. And, and I just said to him this one, I said, so why have you come here? Why are you telling me this? Sounds like you haven't done it. Why haven't you done it already? And he said to me, the only thing keeping me there still is the fear of the Lord. I said, that's more than enough. That's a great place to start. That is actually a great place to start because can I tell you this, that the lie of I want you to be happy, we think that God's chief end of God is for you and I to be happy. It is wrong, it is false, it is anti-biblical. It's not truth. God says, I want you to be holy. He died for us so that we could become holy like his son. That's why he died for us. He did not come for our happiness. And I think we've got this idea of God as being some therapeutic cosmic deity all about fluffing our pillows, finding us parking spaces, and whispering sweet nothings in our ear. It's not God. I want to say it this way. It doesn't have to feel good to be God. It doesn't have to be feel, feel good to be God. You know, I actually saw there's a, re, a book that's come on the bookshelves, a new kids book in the last week, Christian Market, and, and explaining God to, to children. And it says this one line, think of what makes you feel happy and good, and God is like that. Which I go is actually wrong. It's wrong. It's dangerous. It is at the very essence that we are putting our, the motive idea of happiness as the chief central aim of God's desire for our heart. And that wisdom will lead us to death and self-sabotage. Uh, years ago, uh, I remember uh, as I'm preaching to myself, I'm done with dumb on every single level because I've been dumb for a number of years. One reality was uh, I got this phone call years ago. I was with friends. I was about to come to Cape Town and move my whole life from Durban. I got a phone call. You know that phone call. I know, uh, a number you don't know. Someone's selling you something. And there was somebody telling me about a new gym they were opening up in Durban. And they said, we would love to sell you a premium package. You get to go in on the end. And I know I'm leaving. And I know I, I, I must just put that phone down, but I listened to the whole pitch. My friends, I'm like, just listening. They're like, just put it down. I'm like, no, I just got to hear him out, you know? And he goes on the pitch, and then they leave the room, and they come back, and I said, no, no, no. What, they, he just wanted to chat to me about a few things. They're like saying, so what happened? I said, no, I said, I'll meet up with him at least. They're like, why? Why are you meeting with him? I said, no, you know what? I just want to be kind, you know? I, I just couldn't say no to him in that moment. A day later, they see him arrive, and they're just saying, tell this guy to go. Tell him that you're leaving. It doesn't make sense. You can't get another thing. I'm like, I know. I will do that. They go around to get the car. They come back around, and they find me on the hood of his car signing papers, shrugging, going, I don't know how I, don't know how I got here. I'm, I'm signing a gym membership that I'm not going to be a part of and going in my head, I'll phone later and cancel. The deep fear of man, I could not say no. I could not hang up the phone. Now, I say the stupid story because I don't think it's, it's not just about that. I think there's so many of us that have allowed the, the world to stay on the line with us for way too long. We've allowed this lie of, of happiness that's about me and we haven't hung up the phone aggressively. The Bible says this way about the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 8 verse 13 says, the fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil. The Bible is much more aggressive than I am in my preaching. It says the hatred of evil, the hatred of evil. So I'll say it this way, the fear of the Lord starts with hanging up that phone. 
That pornography, those friends, that gossip, that conspiracy, those private DMs are making you dumb. They are making you more dumb, not happier. That lie, that that relationship, that job, that thing on the side will satisfy you, that drink is making you more dumb. But today there's an invitation to be done with dumb. Think holiness, not happiness. Point three and the final one today is think eternity, not temporary. The wisdom of the world is this word, this phenomenon that just took our world by storm in the early 2011, 2010. It's a word called YOLO. First came to prominence by the rap artist Drake, saying the word YOLO, you only live once. And it's become a rallying cry for a generation. YOLO, you only live once, man. Give it a go. Give it a try. No, jump into bed with them. Do that. Who cares about, just, you know what? You've only got one life. Why, why be constricted? Why be contained? You do you, boo. You pursue happiness. You only live once. And it's become something that people use this to excuse reckless behavior and dumb decisions. Philippians 3 verse 18 says it this way. Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction Their God is their stomach. Their God is their stomach, led by the appetites of the day. Led by, you only live once, so feed yourself now. Tomorrow we die, and their glory is in their shame. And here's the kicker. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. Let me tell you this today, that thinking about death is the wisest thing you can do. Right now, our world is trying to preach to us, safety, 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 be careful, be careful, we need to do everything that we don't want to die. Can I tell you this? We're all going to die. Great preaching right there. So good. But so many of us, and I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not politicizing this, but so many of us fear COVID virus more than we fear the one who will hold our judgment at the end of days. True wisdom is understanding this. And I want to make this popular right now, a new hashtag, done with YOLO. I want to call it YOLT. Hashtag YOLT. You only live twice. You only live twice. And your real life is the one that happens once you die. This is only the dress rehearsal of the reality that is coming. And that should either put courage or deep fear in your heart. This is just a dress rehearsal for the next life. Don't just take my word for it. James chapter 4 verse 14 tells us what this life is. It says, your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone gone. But many of us are living dumb lives, living on YOLO, living on this thing is everything, when actually I'm telling you, this thing is just the beginning. And it determines everything on the other side. Let me say it this way, the people who think about the next life the most, make dumb decisions in this life the least. The people who think about the next life the most, make the, the least dumb decisions in this life. It's the truth, and I want to give you some deep facts very quickly. Number one, Jesus is coming back. It's called the parousia, the whole of the New Testament. Paul, the, the, the New Testament writers, Paul, Peter, they, say, they use this word, keep your eyes up, keep your eyes up. Yes, there's persecution. Yes, there's trouble. Yes, there's temptation all around you, but keep your eyes back up. He's coming back. He's coming back. So I would say, eyes up, church, out of the news headlines. Out of the gossip, out of the common section, they are making you dumb. Eyes up. Be done with dumb. You see, the Bible also tells his return as the great and terrible day. 
That's what the Bible calls it. Jesus returns the great and terrible. Great for some, terrible for others. The fear of the Lord is determining, I'm not going to allow that day to be terrible for me. Secondly, he's coming back. And why is he coming back? To judge the living and the dead. It's something that's not often preached. We love the love of God. We love the forgiveness of God. I want to tell you about the judgment seats of Christ. They're coming. Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 16 says, Be very careful how you live, not as unwise, not as dumb, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. The Bible goes on and tells us in the book of Corinthians, tells us that, that, that fire will, will come and test every decision. Every decision we have made, it will test and reveal the motives of our hearts. And I want to tell you, giving up the pleasures of this world for the next is the wisest thing you could ever do. Giving up the pleasures of this world for the next, for the fleeting pleasures of sin as the Hebrews writes about Moses because he's looking to a greater country, a greater reward, a greater reward that is coming. Is the wisest thing that you can do. Jesus coming back to judge the living and the dead, thirdly, so why be afraid of what man thinks? Why fear man? Why fear the, or, or long for the applause of man? Why fear, want, want people to say, yay, well done, you're amazing. Why do you want to be on the right side of the news, on the right side of the facts, on the right side of the opinions, on, on what the world thinks that is the great decision for you, when actually, no, it only matters what he thinks. This is what the Bible says. It pulls no punches. Matthew 10, 28 finally says this. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. I'm done with dumb. There's a famous story, as we bring this into land, about a, a tele-evangelist in the 80s who, was, who reached the height of popularity, was one of the most far-reaching preachers in the United States in that decade, and, and, was, and wealthy beyond compare in that, of, of all other preachers, and the height of his popularity and success but as this was all going on, we found out that actually in the midst of it, there was, behind all the preaching and the rhetoric, there was hidden sin. Gross, hidden sin. And actually he got caught out, found out, and actually went to jail for this. For multiple years. And when another preacher went to go and see him after a number of years and started to chat to him, and this guy was suddenly realized, confronted with the dumb decisions he had made, this was the question that he was asked. He said, sir, when did you stop Loving Jesus. Like in this whole process of preaching, but yet doing the, the most debauched things behind the scene. When did you stop loving Jesus? And his answer so struck a chord in my heart. He said this, loving Jesus? Never. Fearing him a long time ago. Now church, I want to tell you, there's a shift that needs to happen in the church worldwide. There's a shift that needs to happen. I want to tell you today, I'm done with dumb. Done, we're done with dumb decisions. Dumb habits, dumb relationships, dumb reactions, dumb thinking. And if you want to be dumb with dumb, just like me, I want to say, you've got to think others, not self. You've got to think holiness, not happiness. You, you've got to think eternity, not temporary. We've got to sh shift the way we think. But today I want to say this as we come into close. Maybe you're sitting behind that screen today watching this. And you say, I've made dumb decisions. I'm sitting in the, 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 the 
reality of dumb decisions, stupid decisions. If I could go back, I would do it totally different. If I could rewind my life, and my, my life is a shambles. Relationships have, have fallen apart. My, my addictions are raging wild. I don't know how to curb them, control them. I don't know how to move forward. Nobody might even know about it, but I've made dumb decisions that are going to cost my family, cost my, 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 me, my, me everything. And you say today, Gabe, what, what hope is there for me? Well, again, I'm glad you asked that because actually the good news of the gospel is this, that Jesus says this, he chose the foolish things, the dumb things, the unwise things of this world to shame the wise. He chose the weak things to shame the powerful. He, he chose the, the, the broken things. He chose the despised things of this world. That's what God did through Jesus Christ. And that's our hope today. I want to tell you that the message of the cross is foolishness, is, is dumb to a perishing world, those headed to destruction. But to us being saved, it is the power of God. This is your lifeline. This is your hope. I want to tell you today, Jesus is the wisdom of God. Jesus is the wisdom of God. We could die, to, because of Jesus, we can die to self and live for God. Because of Jesus, because of Jesus, we can become the righteousness of God and hand Him our sin. Because of Jesus, we can live with God forever. No matter what befalls us, our hope is in eternity with Him. Because of Jesus, the gospel is the wisdom of God that angels long to look into. And dumb, foolish, unwise people like you and me get to look into that wisdom and say, count me in. And if that is the wisest thing, we can do so today as a land I say where do we start we started this place the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom today is the beginning of wisdom for you and I today is the beginning of wisdom but here is our response we have one move just one response bow our knee to him repent of our futile dumb way of life and say no longer I'm dying to self I am now trusting that you are my righteousness and I thank you Father God that I will put the mind of Christ on I'll set my mind on heavenly things let's bow our knees to him in this moment why don't we pray Father I pray as we've preached this morning as we've worshipped this morning as we gathered around your word around your presence this is not some good ideas or earthly philosophy. This is the message of the cross. That though we are futile, though we are dumb, though we are unwise, though we are sinners, you have made a way for us to come to you. What a profound mystery. The wisdom of God that he would send his son Jesus to be born of a virgin, to live in the dust of humanity, to die on a sinner's cross, and then to be raised to life three days later does not make sense to a watching world, but it does make sense to a kneeling church. Today, Father God, we say, God, would you put us on the right track? Today is the day where we say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We are done with dumb. I pray, God, there'll be death to condemnation, but life to conviction. True conviction to come by your spirit. Convict every heart here today. Convict every single heart. If you're watching online right now and you're making a decision that is in the spirit of God, not in the flesh, but in your spirit to be done with dumb. Why don't you, why don't you write that? Say, I'm done with dumb. I'm done with dumb. Right there, right now. I thank you, Father. As people respond, as they say, I'm putting on the mind of Christ. I'm going to be thinking others, not self. I'm going to be thinking holiness, not 
not happiness. I'm thinking eternity, not temporary. I thank you, Father God, a new paradigm, a new level of thinking as knees are bowing, as hands are going up, as eyes are being lifted to you, Jesus. I thank you, God, for a new way, a new way, a new power, a new source, a new foundation, a new beginning, wisdom from those on high, wisdom from heaven that is not of earth, but of heaven. I thank you, Father God. We call on you, Lord, right now. I thank you, Jesus, that you would save, you redeem, you restore, and the ashes and the the rubble that lies around us will be, be rebuilt this time with the wisdom of God. I declare it and I decree it and we believe it as a church. We're done with dumb because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.